Thank you for joining me on this episode of For the Love of Guns. Today, we're going to talk about the three New Year's resolutions for gun owners. Before we begin, let's pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Brownells. Brownells is my go-to for tools. As you can see on the pegboard behind me, there's a lot of tools. Sorry for those of you on the audio platform, you can't quite see it, but watch any of my videos and you'll see the tools that I use. And most of them come from Brownells. If you'd like to see these Brownells tools in use, go to www.trb.fii slash Brownells, and you'll see all the content that features Brownells tools. Now, the first New Year's resolution for gun owners is improve your shooting. To do this, there's three ways that I've come up with to improve your shooting. First way is dry fire, and I really like dry fire shooting. Mostly because I can do it in the comfort of my home or here in the studio, and I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to use up expensive ammo or hard to find ammo. And I can still get practice in. Now, is it the greatest simulation of shooting? No, because you're missing that recoil. Now, there are some new products coming out on the market like Cool Fire. Cool Fire is using CO2 to cycle a slide. And that's getting you a little closer to the actual shooting of a firearm, but still doing dry fire. And those are really cool. I really hope to get my hands on one of those one day. But um, right now, I just can't see spending that type of money at this time. Uh, I have some other content I need to do. And, well, that's going to suffer. But I really think it's a cool solution. By far, my favorite is Mantis. Mantis has a couple of you know, solutions. You have the Laser Academy, which is my personal favorite. You also have like the X5 and the X10, which you can use for dry fire and also for live fire, which is really cool because I like solutions that you can do multiple things with, but you don't get to see where your shots are being placed. It really does help you though through like the actual trigger pull and, you know, drawing your firearm and things like that. That's where those, you know, X5s and X10s really help you out. But the Laser Academy is really cool. And of course, you also have the Mantis um, Blackbeard, which you can use with an AR, which is really cool as well. That kind of cycles your, um, it replaces your bolt carrier and cycles your trigger for you. So that way you don't have to keep racking your AR-15. Now that's the Mantis solution. Like I said, they're my favorites. I really do like them. But there's some other things out on the market like Dry Fire Online. Um, that's something I'm just starting to play with now. Um, I've had it for a while and there's some gotchas with using it. And you'll just have to watch the channel for when I actually come out with a video on the Dry Fire Online. But I do like it. I think it's a really interesting solution and it could be what you're looking for. And of course, you also have things like Laser Hit and Strike Man. Those are other good targets. You have some reactive laser targets that you can buy as well. There's so many solutions out there that we could spend probably an hour just talking about dry fire. 
And I don't want to talk about dry fire for forever, but those are things that you can use with a laser. Now there's a couple of products out there that you can use without a laser. And I'm thinking, you know, like Tipton has snap caps. You can always use snap caps to use that. So that way, you know, you can have that firing pin actually hitting against something. So that way it takes the pressure off of that firing pin. With the lasers, you know, obviously the firing pin's hitting the, la the back of the laser cartridge to set it off. So uh, snap caps are really, are really good. Now, most manufacturers are now saying that dry firing is perfectly fine with their firearm, but you do want to make sure that you check with them. The other thing is an interesting product by Dry Fire Mag. Now, Dry Fire Mag is the actual magazine you put into the gun that recycles your trigger for you, um, which is really cool. Something that I wish we could do with a laser. Unfortunately, Dry Fire Mags don't work with lasers, or at least they don't yet. Um, if they could come up with a way to put, integrate a laser in there, dry fire mag would be a really, really cool way to do your dry fire. Now, something I've been playing with recently is Airsoft. Now, I know people are out there just like Airsoft. Yeah, why Airsoft? I like Airsoft. I'm sorry, I, I do. It's fun. Um, you're using CO2 and or green gas depending on on the gun that you're using and green grass green gas is basically just propane with a little bit of oil in it um, but uh, we like to use co2 mostly because the the one gun that my wife uses is only available co2 i use the sig m17 because i shoot p320s and um, i can run green gas or co2 it just depends on the magazine um, I get a green gas magazine. I can run green gas. Uh, I have CO2 magazines, so I run CO2. So that way we just have one gas system for both my wife and I. Airsoft, you know, I know people think you go run out in the woods and shoot each other with airsoft. Yeah, you could do that. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's great if you want to do some like force on force training. Um, it's a great way of doing it. But the way we use Airsoft is actually we have some targets. Um, I haven't released a video on it yet, but I do have some Airsoft targets where I have a um, Texas Star. Now, you know, obviously the Airsoft targets are a lot smaller than a regular thing, but we have a Texas Star, a plate rack, and a rotary plate rack. Um, you know, I like to do competition shooting. Plus, you know, if you haven't shot a rotary plate rack, that can be hard. Um, cause that thing just starts wobbling back and forth. Also, if you haven't shot a Texas star, Texas stars, I, I'll admit, I, I kind of like a Texas star. It's a lot of fun. So you, you can use airsoft. So airsoft will give you some, some nice training. Um, and with the CO2, it gives you a little bit of recoil. Again, it's not the same thing as the real, as really shooting, you know, shooting live ammo. But it's not bad either. I mean, it does give you a little bit of recoil, so that way your sights do come off of target. And, um, well, you can be kind of lazy too because then you don't have to rack the slide. It's Airsoft is a lot of fun. If you haven't looked into Airsoft, definitely think about it because these guns are not, you know, if, if, if you grew up like with me back with pellet guns when you are a kid, 
these airsoft guns are not like those, man. They, they are like exact replicas. I mean, the gun that I have is actually built by SIG. It's uh, SIG Air. Um, so it's fully licensed by SIG. It fits into my competition holster. It fits into all my holsters, actually. Um, so that way I can practice. I can practice my draw onto a target. I can practice on targets. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't thought about Airsoft, think about Airsoft. Um, if you got a place that you can go shoot it and you know you can go shoot in your backyard, uh, the BBs that we're running are biodegradable. So they'll eventually just disappear. I think it's like 60 days or 90 days out in the sun. They'll just disintegrate into nothing, go, you know, just go away. So um, think of Airsoft. It's, yeah, I, I really think more people, if they would stop bashing Airsoft and actually play with it, they'd have a lot of fun and they'd get a little more um, trigger time. Now, obviously Airsoft is not quite the same trigger pull as your actual gun doing live fire, but it's not bad either. Um, you can still practice trigger control because you're going to be, you know, squeezing that trigger slowly, trying to get that smooth shot. Um, but Airsoft, I really can't speak enough about Airsoft, uh, Airsoft. And I wish I got more Airsoft time in, honestly. Now, the last way to improve shooting is, well, obviously, range time. There is no replacement for live fire. There really isn't. There's some really close seconds, and you know, which we just talked about up above, but range time, there's just no replacement of it. Um, but the thing about range time is, is that people go, you know, they grab a couple of boxes of ammo, they go to the range and they're going to punch some holes in paper. Um, we're not big paper target people, but, um, but you know, depending on the range you go to, you might not have steel to shoot on, which is fine. Don't, don't get me wrong. Shooting on paper is, is fine. We just like the instant gratification of steel. But the thing about range time, especially when you're having a hard time finding ammo or ammo is expensive, is understanding the purpose of your range time. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, everybody really knows what the purpose of range time is, right? You go there to shoot and things like that. It's, it's more than that. You know, go to the range and go, today... I want to work on, I don't know, holster draw. You know, first shot, a holster draw and first shot. If you're in a range that allows you to do that. Or I want to work on extreme accuracy. I want every shot at least in the nine ring. You know, and you're going to slow down. You're going to work on your breath and you're going to, you're going to take those shots. But figure out what your purpose of range time is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Range time is, it, it can be fun, right? Don't, we go to the range to relax. Um, we also go to the range to practice. We go to the range, well, for me to shoot videos to bring you on the channel. Um, and when I go to the range, I have what I'm going to do. You know, today we're going to do this. Even when my wife goes to the range, when she's working with her gun, she goes, today I want to work on moving and shooting or uh, I want to work on distance and, you know, just come up with what you're going to do. And one thing that we do to try to keep 
our ammo usage down, which, you know, with two of us shooting, we can go through a lot of ammo really quick, is that we actually, we have several mags. And if you do have several mags, uh, you, you can do this. We'll load all of our mags before we go. And then we'll carry a little extra ammo just in case we run into, you know, maybe a couple of bad rounds or we just want to do just a little bit more shooting. We'll load all of our, all of our mags up. And when we're through our mags, we're done. Um, that keeps us from, you know, going through too much ammo. So we look at our mags and, you know, my wife may have 10 mags. Uh, actually, I think she takes usually about 15 mags. Well, just, just to make the math easy, she comes up with 10 mags. Her mags are eight rounds a piece. 10 rounds or 10 mags, eight rounds. Do the math really quick. There you go. She has 80 shots. She is focused on getting her training down in those 80 shots. Now, she'll shoot a mag or two mags, depending on what she's doing, maybe three. And then I'll shoot a little bit. She'll shoot a little bit. We'll go back and forth. So that way, we slow down a little bit. It keeps us from doing that. Now, you know, my mags, uh, when I'm shooting my X5, I'm shooting 21 round max. I have eight of those. So when I'm done, I'm done. Uh, you know, when I shoot through those mags, I'm done. So for me, with my competition holster and my mags, I'm trying to simulate as much of a competition environment as I can. So realize what the purpose of your training is when you go to the range. It's important to do that with dry fire as well and also airsoft. But when you're talking about expensive ammo and you're going to pay for range time, you know, more money is being expended during that live fire. Figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and then do it at the range. Now, the second New Year's resolution for gun owners is to improve your EDC. Now, some of you cannot carry, right? You can't get a concealed carry permit or um, you're not allowed to carry where you are or you're not allowed to carry at work. Whatever that is, I understand that. But everyday carry doesn't necessarily mean just a firearm. But if you are carrying a firearm, consider maybe a holster upgrade. Treat yourself to a new holster. There's so many holsters out on the market. I mean, you have Urban Carry and you know Concealment Express. Concealment Express is one of my favorites. Um, there's so many new holsters out in the market where people are trying to come up with something new. Um, consider an upgrade. You know, if you've got just a generic holster, maybe consider an upgrade just for a holster that's designed for your gun rather than a generic. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're at a Kydex holster and you just don't like Kydex. You know, consider a nice leather holster. Um, there's so many out there. Consider a holster upgrade. And, you know, obviously when you work with your holster, you need, you know, when you have a holster, you need to work with it, right? Work on your draw. So many people work on just punching that hole in the paper and they don't think about, hey, I got to draw a gun. And it's a different movement, right? I mean, 
even if you can't, if you're an indoor range and they don't let you draw from the holster, dry fire is great for that, right? So work with holster because, you know, not everybody is going to be wearing a holster and it's going to be open carry where nothing is in the way. You know, a lot of us concealed carry. Or even if you, you can, you're in the wintertime like we are right now, you're going to conceal carry and you have a jacket. You need to work with a holster. I mean, what happens if you have this holster and it's great, you love it, it looks cool and all that, but it doesn't work for you. The cant is wrong and things like that. Consider working with a holster. You know, get that new holster that is going to work for you or adjust the holster. But work on your holster. If the holster doesn't work for you, upgrade your holster. Now also consider a couple of other things to, to carry with you. Now, I always carry a knife with me as well. It just, a knife, you'd be amazed at how many things you can use a knife for. I mean, you get a shipment in, you gotta cut open a box, got a knife with you. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe you're gonna open a bag of potato chips and there's not a pair of scissors around. Got a knife. I always keep a knife with me and it, it it's an amazing tool. It really is. Um, even if you don't want to carry a knife, carry a moldy tool, right? I mean, moldy tools are great because they're going to have a knife and a screwdriver, stuff like that. Even if you carry a moldy tool, carry something with a knife. You'd be amazed at how many times you could use a knife. And obviously for a knife, it's not the greatest thing for self-defense, but you do have something on you for self-defense. You know, check your local laws and everything, but generally it's, and the blade's got to be under three inches. I mean, it can be like 3.99 inches and it's legal, but check your laws and consider a knife. You know, if you're not carrying a knife, think about starting to carry one. The other thing is carry a flashlight. Now, before 2021, I was not a big flashlight fan. You know, I saw people carry them all the time. I didn't get the flashlight thing. I'm, I'm, totally honest with you. I didn't get the flashlight thing. I got the flashlight thing when I worked with the Streamlight Wedge. At first, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work with this thing. I'm going to test it. I'm going to do the review. And it's just, you know, it's going to sit in a tool bag or something for me. Honestly, I carry my flashlight all the time. And I it's surprising how much I use it for. Um, there are just some things that I never thought I used it for. I just did without, or I just pulled my cell phone out and used the, the flash on my cell phone. Um, I like carrying a flashlight. Um, that Streamlight wedge just works for me. I really like it. Um, there's so many flashlights out there. But consider carrying a flashlight with you. Um, you know, one thing I'm starting to notice is, well, as I'm getting older, obviously my eyes are getting a little, you know, they're, they're starting to change. Um, you know, they've been changing for a little bit, but sometimes pulling that flashlight out and see, I can see things that I just couldn't quite see before. And also if you're working, you know, if you do carry a firearm, work with your flashlight with your firearm. There are some things that you need to work with. You know, how are you going to hold your flashlight? 
um, if you need to shoot at night, because obviously you need to identify your target. Flashlights are a really good, good way to go. Um, you know, night sights are only going to get you so far. Yeah, sure, you can see your sights, but it doesn't help you identify your target. That flashlight, use, you can use it for so many more things than just, um, just a flashlight. I mean, even if you aren't carrying a gun, it is nighttime, you have a nice bright flashlight, someone's coming up with you, you just blind them with a flashlight, especially at night because, you know, their eyes are going to, they're not going to be used to that bright light. And then when you come off of that flashlight, they're going to be a little blind for, for a second. It gives you a chance to retreat and get away. Also, realize that if you have a flashlight, you know, let's just say in a home defense situation, that flashlight, if someone's into your house and they have a gun and they intend to shoot you, they're going to shoot the flashlight. And generally, the person holding the flashlight's right there, right? You can put that, turn that flashlight on, put it on like a chair or a dresser or a counter or something like that, and then take a step away. So when they're shooting at the flashlight, you're a couple of feet away from where they're shooting. You have a better chance at survival and getting a clean shot. So flashlights, there are so many different tactics with flashlights. Consider a flashlight and read up on them. Now, another thing that I wasn't keen on before 2021 was carrying an extra mag. Um, carrying an extra mag, I knew I should do it because, you know, what happens if I need to do a reload, stuff like that. I just didn't like carrying an extra mag. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not religious about carrying an extra mag even now. Um, you know, there's other, there's products that I've been playing with that I've done reviews on stuff like that. Carrying an extra mag is much easier now than it ever has. Do I always carry an extra mag? No. Do I carry it most of the time? Yeah, sure. If there's one thing that I'm going to do without, honestly, it's still going to be the extra Mac. I mean, I look at it this way is if I have a gun with 11 rounds in it, I have 11 rounds. It would be nice to have 11 more. But that is something that I have to decide on what I'm carrying. You know, uh, I carry a Ridge wallet. And Ridge wallets don't go in your back pocket. They go in the front pocket. Well, now I've got an extra mag there too. And then it, that becomes some problematic for me um, because I do the pocket carry. I may change that out to a belt carry of an extra mag. I don't know. I don't have the magic you know, pill for an extra mag yet, but I am working through those. Um, you know, when I carry my larger guns, when I carry my, like my 1911 or my SIG 220, um, that's, those are usually wintertime guns for me because, you know, we're wearing big bulky clothes. I can conceal it a lot easier. I have a two mag pouch that's on my left-hand side. I don't pocket carry those. Those are on me. So, um, but think about an extra mag and think about how you're going to carry it because I just told you, carry your gun, knife, and a flashlight, and now an extra mag. You're starting to get a bat belt going on here, right? Because you're starting to carry a lot of stuff. Your pants are going to get a little heavier. It does take time. 
getting used to carrying all the stuff. But look at your EDC and see where you can improve it. Now, with your EDC, there's something that people don't think about. It's gun cleaning. You know, we're carrying a gun with us all the time. We need to make sure that we're protecting that gun. Now, sure, you might have a Glock or, you know, a lot of these newer guns, you know, they have these new coatings on them. You don't need to be religious about cleaning them, but you still need to clean them, right? I mean, if you're going to pocket carry a gun, you're going to have pocket lint that gets into that gun. You need to clean that thing out every once in a while. Um, you know, now we're taking guns out. If you're in a dry climate, might be a little more dusty. Now's the time to start thinking about your, your cleaner and your lube. Now, it's kind of a weird thing to think about with your EDC, but like here in Montana today, we, man, we hit our high, um, you know, this is actually New Year's Eve. I'm, I'm recording this. We hit our high around, I think it was like five o'clock this morning at like one degree and it's been dropping into the negatives. Now's not a good time to find out that grease sucks for winter time, right? I mean, grease is, is nice. I, I do like uh, using grease in guns, depending on what the use is. If it's going to be dirty out, you don't want that grease because it's going to attract the dirt. It's going to, you know, everything's going to stick to it. But, you know, in the wintertime when it gets cold, that grease thickens up even more. That's not good. So white lithium grease might not be a good choice for you for a winter gun. Or for a, you know, for a dry climate gun. If you're using the same old stuff, it's time to rethink. There's so many new products on the market now that are so much better. I mean, you know, I grew up on hoppies. I grew up on rem oil. Hoppies and rem oil were just our thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I still use hoppies every once in a while, but I don't use it like I used to. Uh, rem oil. Honestly, I couldn't tell you last time I used rem oil. I think I used rem oil on a car door. Um, not on a gun. It's, it's been a while since I've used it on a gun. I mean, when I mean a while, I mean, gosh, maybe five or eight years since I've used rem oil on a gun. There's so many new lubricants out there. Do your research on it. I mean, the stuff that I'm using right now is from Aegis Gun Care. I like their cleaner. Their cleaner has some issues. Um, I, I still like it. It's great for carbon. Hell, I even use that stuff on our, um, our wood-burning stove because the glass gets kind of smoked. I spray that stuff on. It's great for carbon. It's great for cleaning. It's not very good for copper phallic. So I'll still use um, Hoppy's, uh, the copper fouling stuff when I'm dealing with a gun that has some copper fouling to clean it out. Other than that, it's perfectly fine. If I'm going to take my gun out, go, you know, go shoot some steel, punch some holes in paper, whatever, or it's just regular cleaning of an EDC, perfectly fine. Great stuff. Doesn't stink the house up. Um, I, and if you've seen any of the other videos I've done, um, I like that stuff because of that smell. I don't, you know, here 
from my family complaining that I'm cleaning a gun with hoppies because, man, if you know hoppies and you grew up on hoppies like now, just seeing the bottle, I can smell that stuff. You, it's not there. I just it just burned into you know into my senses that smell, and yeah, you, know, you got open windows and stuff like this. Um, I'm not just saying that. You know, Aegis Gun Care is the end all be all. I love the stuff. Definitely go go check it out, especially for an American made product and an American company. Great stuff. Their oil is amazing. I use their oil pretty much religiously on everything now. Um, like I said before, I used to use white lithium grease for um, for guns. I used to change between grease and oil. And it was that grease, rem oil. Um, those were my two things. Go find some new loop. God, there's so much new stuff. You know, I came off of REM oil. Um, what is it? Um, uh, Lucas. Lucas gun oil. I went from REM oil to Lucas. Lucas was a great, great oil. Loved it. Until I got Aegis. Um, the Aegis stuff is just awesome. I really like it. But go check out some stuff. There's new stuff on the market. Don't use it. Don't use the same old, same old. They have new stuff that works a lot better out there on the market. But even then, the new stuff does have some limitations, you may find. So um, you may want to use some of your old stuff every once in a while. The third thing for improve your EDC, consider some insurance. Um, it's kind of weird. We're such in a litigious society um, look at what happened to Kyle. How expensive was that trial? I mean, it was ungodly. I can't imagine what the bills of that would have been if he didn't get help with paying those bills. Consider insurance. Now, uh, there's three companies off the top of my mind. There's U.S. Law Shield, USCCA, and CCW Safe. Now, each have their pluses and minuses. Um, there's probably some other ones out there that I just don't know off the top of my head. View what they're offering and decide what's best for you. I can't tell you what's best for you. One is better here where that another one's better there. Um, that stuff can add up. I'm not going to lie. It's going to add up. But what happens if you do have to defend yourself? Great to have that insurance, especially with access to lawyers, and it's one less thing you're worried about. Consider insurance. We're down to the final New Year's resolution for the gun owners. And at number three, is get involved. Get involved. Get involved comes in many forms. It can be from, if you're a competition shooter, Maybe go help set up. Trust me, if you've never set up for a competition shoot or, you know, did the teardown of a competition shoot, you have no idea how much work goes into those things before you even show up and even after you leave. Help out. Sometimes you can get a discount for helping out. So get involved. Um, you know, maybe be a mentor for somebody. If, if you're an experienced gun owner, and, you know, we have so many new gun people out there and they, they don't want to take a class. Man, invite them to the range, right? Help them out. 
I've taken so many first-time shooters to the range, I can't even count. And honestly, I enjoy it. I totally love taking new people to the range. I love that people are getting involved in the sport that I love so much. I mean, this is a sport that, honestly, I'm... It's 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 my zen or my you know my happy place when I am on the firing line. I, my and trust me, my my mind races all the time. I mean, I'm insomniac because I'll get a couple hours of sleep. I'll wake up, you know, hear something when the dogs moves or something like that. I'll wake up and my mind is racing and it's hard for me to stop thinking. When I am on the firing line, all that stuff goes away. It does. It just goes away. It's, it's, it's my happy place. You know, getting the shot off, getting the, the feel, the essence. I love people getting in, involved with that stuff. Go take someone to the range. And if you're a new gun owner, man, ask someone. It's a friendly sport. It really is. I mean, people are so, they, they buy into this whole thing that guns are evil and gun owners are bad and all that stuff. Man, don't buy into it. Don't buy into it if you're a new gun owner. If you need some help, ask. Find someone. It's, it's, it's really easy. If you can't find someone, drop me an email. I'll, I'll see if I can find you some help. If, you know, if you're a new gun owner, you know, go take a class. But anyways, get involved. Now I'm kind of going off onto a tangent with that. Get involved. Show people. Help people. Also, get involved. Man, talk to your local politicians. Send them an email, whatever. Ask them what their stands are. Have you just gone to the polls and go, I'm a Democrat, so I'm going to vote straight ticket or I'm Republican and straight vote straight ticket. Or, or have you actually found out what these people are involved with? I mean, if you think about it in general, I know this is a generality in general, Republicans are pro-gun, Democrats are anti-gun. Montana, it's a little different here. Um, I remember a, a Californian that I know that moved here. He likes to say that Montana Democrats or California Republicans, um, because they're, I mean, they're, they're not the extreme radicals. Don't get me wrong. We have a couple of them. We do. But if you vote straight, vote straight ticket, you really need to start getting involved with, with what, your, your politicians doing. Now, I know I'm talking local politicians. We're going to get into federal politicians because really it's the same thing. Politicians are politicians. I don't care. I hate them all. Um, they, they all suck. Um, they have some good qualities to them. They're human beings. And I respect them for human beings. I don't respect them because they're politicians. Um, politicians are just a whole breed of person by themselves. So start with your local politicians. Honestly, you can sway more things locally than you can federally. It, it, you know, because, you know, these are the people that you could run into at the store, right? Do you even know what your local politician looks like? Do you know what, you know, she or he or, or God help you, what gender they identify as looks like? Make sure you can at least identify them. 
send them an email. Say, hey, where do you stand on this? If they may still have their campaign website up, go read their campaign website, but make sure you follow up with an email. Tell them what your stance is, even if it's the same. Say, hey, you know, let's just say they're pro-gun and they have all the same stances. Trust me, pro-gun is very loosely interpreted, interpreted between people, right? I may be pro-gun and you're pro-gun, but our image of pro-gun is a little different. Make sure they understand what your image of what your gun you know, thoughts are. Make sure you're, you're I mean, honestly, be a pain in their ass especially if they're anti-gun. You want your politicians to know what you think because you're their boss. Now, you'll hear me talk about politicians. Usually when I talk about politicians, I talk to them about the ruling class. That's what I like to call them. Because like I said, they're a class of all, all their own. They have exempted themselves of things. I mean, not all of them, but yeah. Especially when you get into federal, yeah, they're definitely ruling class. They're above you. They're going to pass laws that don't affect them. They affect you, no problem, but they'll exempt themselves from them. Know what your politician looks like. Send them an email. Talk to them. Hey, if they've got uh, some time or a town hall meeting coming up, talk to them. You know, Jump onto that meeting and make yourself heard. They are not your boss. You are theirs. Make sure they are doing what you want them to do. If they don't, vote their ass out. And trust me, I'm not a big government person. Um, you know, most people think they might understand me on pol politics and policies. Yeah, you you probably don't. Um, some uh, there are very few people understand truly what my thoughts are, but talk to them, email them, call them. If you find out a vote of something is coming up that you don't like, what's going on, you tell them. Hey, they're going to vote for this, you know, magazine capacity thing. Man, I don't approve of this. Don't say think. You don't approve. Either you approve or you don't approve. You tell them what you approve of and what you don't approve of. Get other people involved too. Get them to tell them. Work on your local. You got your county. If you're in a city, you have city, county, state. You got three governments right there. People don't realize how much government they have. If you live in a city, you have at least four levels of government telling you what to do. No, screw that. You tell them what they can do. Get involved. Get involved at every level. Even if it's once a year, you're going to send an email. Awesome. Start getting used to telling your politicians what you want them to do. Now, not everybody 
is big on politics. I don't like dealing with politics. I don't even like getting up and talking about, you know, two a politics to people. There's people that can articulate that way better than I can, but I'll still talk about it because I need to be involved. If you decide to outsource your voice. And what do I mean by that? If you decide an organization is going to do your, be your voice for you. Think gun owners of America, uh, firearms policy coalition, and God help us the NRA guys. Look, I've been a lifetime member of the NRA since before I was 18. I spent decades hating the NRA. I mean, there was a meme that went out earlier this year that I totally love. And I totally, you know, re it wasn't a re it wasn't a tweet. It was on Instagram. I totally sent it back out on Instagram. What the NRA does for a million GOA does for a buck. If you're going to outsource your voice, you still need to tell that organization what you think. There's boards you vote for. You need to understand what the candidates are. You tell them what you want them to do. You're paying them. You're giving them money. You want to make sure your money is going to the right places. There's organizations like the Red Cross, right? Red Cross does some good work. Totally hate them as an organization because, well, I don't approve of, you know, the president of the Red Cross having his own private Learjet. NRA is the same way for me. You know, I don't want to pay for thousands of dollars just for a suit for Wayne LaPierre. Man, maybe if he actually got something done. I wouldn't be so, it wouldn't be so bad with it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sick of that crap. Make sure whatever organization you outsource your voice to, they're in line with you, just like your politicians. You got to do the same thing with the organizations. Now, you know, those are national organizations. You, every state's got an organization too you can get involved with your local state organization. But again, whatever you outsource your voice to, or even if you're doing it yourself and you're, you're supporting these organizations, make sure they're in line with you. If they're not, find another one. Either find another one or you become a pain in the ass and you make sure that they're doing what you want them to do. That's the problem we've had in this country. We've outsourced everything, right? Politicians are just going to take care. How many times have people have voted for the same politician over and over just because of the incumbent? I mean, my God, go look at Congress. I mean, how long has Nancy Pelosi been there? Why is she still there? I mean, Joe Biden's the same thing. I mean, they're just the Democrats. I'm we could pick out the Republicans too. Same thing. Look, both parties suck. They do. They both suck. That's why I call them the ruling class. They both suck and they're in charge. 
and they're going to do whatever the hell they want. Sometimes they're kind of aligned with us. Most times they're not. Get involved. Tell these people what you think and make sure they're doing it. If they're not doing it, vote them out. Doesn't matter if it's a local politician, a federal politician, or a politician inside an organization. Let's face it. Those organizations, they're political too. Vote their ass out if they're not doing what you want them to do. So that's my three New Year's resolutions for gun owners. Make sure you get better, right? Practice. Upgrade your EDC and get involved. 2022 is a great year to get involved. We're so sick of all the crap that's been happening. Now's the time to get involved. Doesn't matter state, local, federal, organization. We're all sick of this crap. Tell them. Now's the time to seize our voice. If you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. You can also make a direct donation off of that website, or you can support me on Patreon. Thanks for listening to me. Hope you're staying safe out there. I look forward to talking to you again soon.